state. Welcome to the Make Disciples podcast, a short weekly podcast where we will share topics, ideas, and resources useful to you in your effort to follow Jesus as a disciple. Welcome back to this episode of the Make Disciples podcast. I'm Dan, and joining me again in the podcast studio is Mike Shockey. Mike, good to have you here with us. Hola, senor. Welcome back. Uh, we actually started a series within a series, perhaps a short series too, because last time we got to talk about the communicable attributes of God. And now we're going to turn our attention today to the incommunicable attributes of God. But give us a brief uh, distinction here. What do we mean when we're talking about communicable versus incommunicable? Uh, I think just simply put, communicable attributes of God understood and defined historically uh, are those things that we can both understand uh, about God, that we can know about Him, uh, and that it's communicative, right? It can be communicated. And also, communicable attributes of God are those things that we can emulate about Him, i.e., um, in short, the fruits of the Spirit, uh, because they are, in fact, the fruits of God the Spirit, right? And so those are communicable can be communicated. Something that cannot be communicated uh, or incommunicable are things that we can perhaps know about. You can know, for instance, that a rocket can go to the moon, right? You just might not, unless you're a physicist or, you know, a scientist or whatever. Rocket scientist. Rocket scientist, that's right. Might just not know how that thing gets there. So... So all that to say, we can know, for instance, an incommunicable attribute about God will take, um, you know, one, his infiniteness, uh, his sovereignty, say, for example. Um, what does that mean? Well, we know that he is those things, but we don't really have any way to understand it in our finite minds by virtue of the fact that his infiniteness is incommunicable cannot understand. We have no way to understand that. Nor can we be any of those incommunicable attributes that he is. We, we cannot be those things. We cannot take those on to ourselves, as opposed to the communicable ones where we can take on some of those things. Yeah. So put differently, communicable attributes, we talk about them so that we can emulate them. Incommunicable attributes, we talk about them so we can wonder about them and just be in awe of just how different our God is. Absolutely. And I think the incommunicable, as I had said in the last uh, episode, I think the incommunicable attributes are what make the communicable attributes so marvelous. We don't worship God as he uh, means to be worshiped in merely his communicable attributes. That's wonderful. And part of worship is uh, attaining to a communicable attribute, but we worship deeply at the incommunicable attribute and the fact that because he is separate, because he is transcendent, because he is other than, and he is our creator, that he would deign to be close to us and be knowable and make himself imaged in such a way that we can again emulate him, that is wonder. Yeah. That is marvelous. And I think that mystery in the incommunicable attributes is just so important, so important. Which, by the way, you brought this up, and uh, I, I want to focus on this ever so briefly. 
the concept of mystery is so important when we talk about God, because as someone once put that I engaging in theology is a comedy, because this whole idea of the uh, the temporal trying to understand the atemporal, the finite trying to understand the infinite. There is a necessity of mystery. And if we ever get rid of the concept of mystery and understanding God, we've lost God because we're not understanding just how far beyond our rationality he is. Oh, it's so important for, again, um, for the worship aspect. And I think ultimately we have to remember that we are created to do one ultimate thing always above all things, and that's to worship. There's a balance in that that I will just say briefly that, you know, if, if you look at the primary reason the first John letter is written, which is to a uh, Gnostic mindset, for instance, that themselves, they ultimately, we could say, concluded that, well, the spiritual is the only thing that's good. It's a mysterious thing, right? So they use that term as well, or they kind of implement that term. But they implement it to the degree that, that the communicable thing cannot know God. So we're just going to kind of be okay with the fact that we don't really know him. We know he's done some great stuff in this guy, Jesus. And now what that translates to is in the incommunicable aspect of things, now nothing that we do in the flesh is important. Right, the, the ways that we act, they separate those two things. So mystery can be a really good thing and should be implemented well in a balance of, let's not try and explain every last thing. Uh, and there are some theologies out there over the church history um, that still to this day ride on the fact, they, they make much of the fact that mystery is everything. We don't need to try and explain everything. The East-West split is uh, between the Roman Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church, for instance, is, hey, Roman Catholics want to have an answer for everything. And there is some real importance in that, right? The East Church, the Orthodox Church says, we don't need an answer for everything. We just need to be okay with the mystery. There's real health in that, right? But sometimes those things, not particularly those two churches, those things can lead us to not understanding in the midst of that incommunicable thing that there is something to be said about the mystery being beautiful and not abused. We don't want the mystery to be an excuse for why, well, we just can't understand God, so let's just do what we got to do and just keep our fingers crossed and hope that all that incommunicable stuff is true. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let's get into some specifics here. When yeah, we yeah. talk about incommunicable attributes, we have another list. And once again, there could be more, could be less, but these are 10 uh, good attributes to pay attention to how God is infinite an incomprehensible, self-existent, self-sufficient, eternal, immutable, omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent, sovereign. In fact, several of these we've already talked about in past episodes as well. Uh, so last time we talked about how uh, communicable attributes are for us to emulate. What happens when we try to emulate these attributes? Well, I don't want to do the spoiler alert thing, but I like what uh, Jen Wilkins has. Oh, please, spoil us. Spoil us away. Well, Jen Wilkins uh, says, I think rightly so, that when we strive to become like God in any of these incommunicable traits, that we set ourselves up as his rival. I teased earlier before we got on air to say that, you know, the only person I really know that's doing that is some, you know, like Dracula figure or, 
some guy that Marvel heroes have to go after and destroy, you know. Um, but or the Marvel <laughs> heroes themselves, or the Marvel heroes themselves. Oh man, let's do a podcast on why Marvel could be. All right, so another time, another time. Uh, trying to emulate the incommunicable. Um, yeah, first of all, let's just be smart about this, right? Is there anything on that list? Are we infinite? We know we're not infinite. Should we try to be incomprehensible? We're humans in a world of other humans, and we all share common trait just by our created nature, right? So we're going to be comprehensible. Um, are we self-existent? Some think they are. No. Are we self-sufficient? Are we eternal? Are we unchangeable, immutable, right? We're none of these things. We're certainly not the omnis. We're not, you know, omnipresent. We're not uh, omnipotent or omniscient. We're not any of those things. And whatever the queen and king of England may say, they are not sovereign. <laughs> so all that to say, we should just see the utter impossibility of trying to be like God in these ways and just stop it already. <laughs> just, you know, there's, I don't know who's trying to do these things, but in our attitudes, I think it's more important to say, in our attitudes, we can act like we are these things without even realizing that we're acting like that, right? And so that in itself can be very sinful. Now, I have a question for you. Okay. Can you... I ask the questions here. Well, I know. And here I am turning the tables, I tell you. If we said earlier in the previous episode that God is comprehensible, right? That he is, in fact, uh, you know, knowable, communicably uh, attributed, then how would you help us? <laughs> Because I'm working through that in my head right now as I look on this list and I see, and the Bible tells us, that he is in fact, one of his incommunicable, unknowable attributes, as it were, is his incomprehensibility. That he, we said on one hand that he can be comprehended, and here we say that he cannot. What would you say about that? Probably a shorter answer than mine would be. Yeah. We recorded a whole uh, another episode on the incomprehensibility of God, oh. uh, which is uh, hopefully our listeners were able to take advantage of it. So I don't want to spoil that episode if oh. people are going back to it. But uh, it's interesting to say that well, what the Bible says, that God is both hidden and God is also revealed. And there's a tension between that concept. And by the way, it's good to mention this at the end of this episode, that there's a tension in all this discussion of God. Theology is often a tightrope, and it's easy to go on one side and easy to fall off on the other side, and it's maintaining that tension there. Yeah. The incomprehensibility of God is saying that you never will fully understand him, but we can understand to a certain extent. Yeah. And then be, be fine with it. Yeah. Quick question, and I'll let you go with this. When we get to heaven, will we know him fully? Ooh, that's the fun question, right? 1 Corinthians 13 says something about that. But on the other hand, we are not going to be God. And so there's still going to be this fundamental difference between who we are as humans, perfected humans, such as it is, but there's still going to be a difference between us as humans and God that is so much other than humans. And so I think we're still going to wonder. And I think that's great because we're still going to worship. That's going to be incredibly important in heaven because we're going to have this unrestricted, unsinned uh, fellowship and worship with God. Well, if we can get near the throne after all the really good people are standing around the throne, sure. 
I think of the old story, and I'll uh, I'll be done with this, but the old story between uh, George Whitfield and uh, John Wesley. They loved each other as brothers. They despised each other in terms of their theological premise. <laughs> and so the Whitfield, the Calvinist, was asked uh, by a reporter at some point, Mr. Whitfield, do you even believe that you'll see Mr. Wesley uh, in heaven? And he answered and said, I shall not see Mr. Wesley in heaven. Why ever not? He says, well, that Mr. Wesley will be standing so close to the throne of God that from where I'm standing, I shall not be able to see him. <laughs> so good, that deference. Great, great story and leaves us with, uh, yeah, an important point that I, in some ways, will never fully understand God. And it's okay. I think it's because okay. that uh, just helps us recognize just how different he is. Well, Mike, thanks again for uh, joining us for this episode of Make Disciples Podcast. A pleasure as always. And I hope that we can uh, have you back again sometime soon. More long answers. Love it. Thanks for joining us for the Make Disciples Podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review, and spread the word. This podcast can be found in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This podcast is a ministry of Wildwood Church in Tallahassee, Florida. Please join us again for our next episode of Make Disciples.